Hey, this is Tom Atona, Bullet Club Original, OG, Triple, Triple, O, Freaking G, New Japan Pro Wrestling Athlete, and you're listening to Wrestle In. Hey, everybody, I'm Kieran from Wrestle In, and I am here with one of the fastest rising wrestlers of 2020. He's fresh off of singles matches with Brandon Cutler and Brian Cage in AEW. He's taken on Matt Seidel next. He's been a mainstay on New Japan Strong, appearing nearly every week. Uh, he's taken the spotlight wherever he goes. Danny Lime Knight, thanks so much for being here, man. Hey, man, thank you so much for the introduction. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Siren, um, I'm grateful for you working with me with the internet struggles and stuff like that. Thank you for the introduction, man. You made me sound like a superstar, dude. Yep, you are, man. 2020 has been a remarkable year for you, but you know, yes. like I said, most recently, of course, you've been on AEW back-to-back and with Matt Sardell. How's the experience been, those matches with uh, Brian Cage and Brandon Cutler? Oh, man, awesome, dude. From, from you know, when I first made my debut at AEW in tag match against Jurassic Express, I did back-to-back weeks against Jurassic Express. And then, you know, stepping into the single spotlight, taking on Brandon Cutler, who's on a, you know, uh, a win streak right now and then stepping into the ring with the FTW champion the machine Brian Cage just phenomenal moments man in my career for sure Cage is amazing I've known Cage for many years we've only wrestled one time before that and when I wrestled Cage for the first time it was like at some nightclub at an EDC album release party it was a sold out show um there was, was uh I can't remember the artist's name but he was releasing his album and it was packed out and me and Brian Cage wrestled for like 18 minutes in a no DQ match and went all over the club. Fun times, but being able to wrestle him, you know, somebody as great as he is on that kind of a stage with AEW, man, was awesome. And I think it was very, very well received by the fans. And and I can't wait for this match with Matt Seidel. I, you know, Matt Seidel is somebody I used to watch on TV. You know, he's somebody who wrestled at, at every place possible, you know. So it's going to be fun, man. He, he's great. He's still competing at, at, at a really top level. And I'm, I'm just not hitting what I think is my stride where things are kind of just clicking on all cylinders for me. And I think it's going to be the match of the night for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, you both will definitely complement each other. Obviously, both very quick, high flyers. Obviously, you've got a bit of a hybrid style, but I think the, man with Matt, the match with Matt Seidel could take you up to that next level, hopefully. Plus, Thank that you, destroyer you hit on Brian Cage was absolutely insane. Walking the middle uh, ropes and then hitting that. Oh. Wow. Thank you. The, the little spider walk onto the spring. Yeah, spider walk. That's like the main. You know, I, had, I hadn't, I hadn't done a destroyer in over a year. Um, I think, I think, I think I was waiting for the right time to throw one in again. And I, man, I was. It was just the perfect timing. You know, he hit the buckle. He wasn't paying attention. The walk was so smooth, and I, I said, "This is the moment right here." And I went for the destroyer, and I'm glad it came out so well. Uh, are you hoping to one day get up to the main roster, be on the main show of AEW? Oh, of course, man. That's that's the goal um, right now for sure. Whether whether it's this week, next week, you know, next month, next year, whatever. I I, I want to be a part of the AEW roster, um, and I want to wrestle on Dynamite. Of course, that's the goal. But until that happens, I'm going to continue to give my best and continue to show the world what I got on AEW Dark. You know, any opportunity they give me, whether it's on Dark or whatever, I'm going to take it and roll with it. And I'm going to treat it like it's the main event of their pay-per-view, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty telling the fact you went from, you know, tag matches with Luther, uh, Jurassic Express to these big single matches with Brian Cage, you know, FTW champion and now Matt Seidel. It's clear that you're moving up in AEW's eyes. <clears throat> Thank you. But also, obviously, you are a mainstay on New Japan. You've been on strong yes. practically every week, every Friday night. Yes. Your story with Rocky Romero has kind of been like the beating heart. You know, you came in and... You know, Rocky saw something in you, 
Yes. And you had that singles match, and now recently you've joined Tom Lawler with Team Filthy. Team Filthy. <laughs> shout yeah. out to Tom Lawler. Shout out to Jr. Kratos. You know, and, and you know we had Ryan Taylor on our team, but obviously he he signed. So you know we might have to fill that spot with somebody soon. I don't know. That's Tom Lawler's decision. All I know is that Rocky Romero, like you said, he saw something in me. But I know Rocky Romero's history. He has a, a track record for turning on people. And I figured, why not be the first to do it to him when he least expected it and join some some team that's, in my opinion, the, the going to be the most dominant fighting team. You know, it's a fighting dream is what we call it ourselves. A fight dream in, in, in Team Filthy. Yeah, getting ahead of the game. And obviously, at the Super J Cup, you just pinned him as well. And you've got this big single I did. coming up. I, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I, I, I chopped my way to the victory with J.R. Kratos. And, uh, you know, I know Rocky Romero didn't like that, but... Hey, just giving him a little taste of what's to come this Friday at Detonation. Danny Limelight versus Rocky Romero, number two. Um, I think this match will be our fifth match, if I'm not mistaken. We had a tag match. Oh, this will be our sixth match against each other. Second singles. Second singles, but the sixth time we're in the ring together. And, and, you know, I I think that Rocky Romero is going to have to come into this fight Maybe not so much looking at it as, oh, I'm just a student of the game and not as a real threat. And, and I'm obviously, I know who he is. I know what he's capable of. But I think that I got the song that I need to sprinkle a little flavor on his old ass. I think one thing I've noticed in your wrestling, like as you compared to when you started in Strong to now, is you've really added submissions to your game as well. Yes. Especially on AW, you were um, working the arm of Brandon Cutler, adding an arm bar, and then Thank against you. Rocky, rear naked chokehold. You've got this really cool hybrid style. You can do a bit of everything. Is that by design or have you just picked up things as you've gone along? It's by design, but also, obviously, <clears throat> if you look at where I wrestle, you know, if you look at, you know, whether it's the United Wrestling Network with Primetime Live or Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, what I do there, you look at the style I wrestle with AW, you look at the New Japan Strong style, I, I needed to really bring it all together. A lot of people don't know this, but I'm a first degree Marine Corps martial arts instructor. I'm a first degree black belt in the Marine Corps martial arts program. I taught the Marine Corps martial arts program. So I do have a background in, in jujitsu and judo. So I do know submission games. I know arm bars. I know triangle chokes. I know rear naked chokes. I know a lot of different things that when I first started wrestling, I didn't really imply it, you know, I, and that was just me thinking that I wanted to just be this high flyer kind of guy. But now that I'm at this level, I really need to be that hybrid fighter. You know, I need to be able to show the world that I can strike. I need to be able to fly with the best of them. I need to be able to grapple with the best of them. Rocky Romero tapped me out in our first singles match. So I really had to up my submission game coming into this singles match this Friday at Detonation because I wanted to be able to hold my own on the ground with him. And I think that I have my game plan. I know what I want to do. I know what my attack is going to be. And I think that I have the upper advantage. I'm in his head. I'm living in his head rent-free right now. And we'll see what happens this Friday. He's been kind of quiet on social media since the, taking that L at the Super J Cup. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of the Super J Cup, I could be argued you're unjustly left out. You know, you've been one of the best junior heavyweights on New Japan Strong. But let's fast forward to hopefully a pandemicless 2021. And yes. Danny Limelight is now in Japan. Uh, do you think you're going to have a shot at getting in the best of Super Juniors next year? Well, that's the goal, man. If I'm not signed with any other company and uh, am I able to wrestle for New Japan, you know, I would have that goal to compete at the best Super Juniors or if the Super J Cup comes back next year, being a part of that that tournament. I feel like I should have been in that tournament, but I'm not mad that I wasn't because I feel like the list of competitors they had were amazing. You know, I think it was a great tournament. For everybody that watched, they know firsthand it was a great tournament. 
Um, I thought that because I went to the finals of the Lions Break Crown Tournament, that it should have been me in that spot. But I just got to work harder to make sure that I'm there next year. Yeah, for sure. So let's imagine you are in Japan versus Super Juniors. Obviously, New Japan have this uh, faction style. You know, you've got Bullet Club, of course. You've got LIJ and Chaos. Where do you think you would fit yeah. in in Japan? Uh, right now, I'm Team Filthy. You know, hopefully Team Filthy can come out to, to Japan. They're going to um, make their way too. Hopefully, we can make our way out there. <clears throat> um, If not, well, I think the best place for me would be part of the Bullet Club, but that's not my decision. Um, I'm proud to be part of Team Filthy, and I hope that we can all go out there as a team. Yeah, no, for sure. I'd love to see Tom Lawler stepping in the ring with some of the new guys, man. That'd be incredible. Um, But speaking on yourself, is there any new Japan wrestlers that you're keen to step into the ring with? Will Ospreay, Bushi, Ibushi, um, and uh, Jay White is probably number one on my list right now. Yeah, he's been on. Have you had a match with him at all on Strong? Obviously, he's been in lots of tag matches, hasn't he? Yeah, I have. I have not had a match. I have not stepped into the ring with Jay White. The only member of the Bullet Club that I've wrestled has been Chase Owens, and um, Jay White is on my list right now. I have five guys on my list right now that I want to wrestle. Um, my dream match right now is a singles with Ray Phoenix. I want that one. I want my match with Leo Rush. We've been talking shit to each other for the last two and a half months now, so it's only a matter of time before that happens. Jay White. So I got Leo Rush, I want to wrestle on the United Wrestling Network. Phoenix, I want to wrestle at AEW. Jay White, I want to wrestle in New Japan. And on the independent scene, I want to wrestle JT Dunn. And I want to wrestle Gino Medina, the Latin heartthrob. Those are my five guys right now on my list. Now your 2021 bucket list. Yep. Sure. Oh, man. Um, is it like, you know, some of the AEW shows you've done, I assume, have been in front of a limited couple of fans? Yes, uh, when I wrestled Brian Cage, there was fans in the yeah. for that. Is one. it? There was actually there was actually a fan sign out there. I saw. I see it, it on your cool Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of cool seeing my first sign, that my first little fan sign out there. Um, I've obviously had fans bring fan signs to shows before, like on the independent scene. But you know, this was only my what fourth match on AEW, and then seeing a sign out there that, that to me was was dope. Yeah, sure. Um, so is it difficult going from you know you've wrestling for Brian Cage in front of some limited fans to then going back to New Japan and having no fans? Do you have to kind of adapt to how you go into Yeah, you know, but you know what's crazy is that I've been wrestling in front of no fans since July now, and I love it. it it's, it's, it's been real easy for me to focus on my opponent only, um, come in there with a game plan and stick into the game plan. I miss the fans. Um, I miss being able to hang out and take pictures and sign autographs and sell merchandise and just make those memories with the fans. Because because without the fans, obviously I wouldn't be wrestling where I'm at right now. You know, they're kind of the ones that helped me build my stock. Um, but it's kind of cool also to just stay safe with the COVID precautions and just wrestle in the studio style with, you know, some of the best wrestlers in the world. And it was kind of refreshing to, you know, because the first couple of matches I had on AW, there were no fans for me. You know, there was no fans there. But this this one match with Brian Cage, it was kind of cool. You know, there was people there, you know what I'm saying? So it was a little, like, a little fresh taste. And when I wrestled Hurricane Pro, I wrestled Miranda Alizé, who was one of the best unsigned female wrestlers, in my opinion, was an uh, independent show in Texas. And there was fans, so it was kind of cool to see the fans again. Um, I'm going back to Texas December 26th to wrestle Will all day. I'm excited for that match. But, you know, we'll see if, if, they, if there's going to be fans from Matt Seidel, if there's not going to be any fans in attendance. I don't know. Um, either way, I'm going to perform the best. But the whole, you know, United Wrestling Network and New Japan Strong stuff where there's no fans at all, it's kind of a different 
mentality coming into it, knowing that it's just me and my opponent in the ring and nobody else to worry about besides the person that I'm wrestling. So it's cool. You get a taste of both. Um, hopefully when things die down, we can get the fans back in the building. I think that'll be fun. Um, but if it stays this way for a little bit longer, I don't mind it at all. That's interesting. Yeah, I suppose it serves you well in the long term to have that experience to know that you can do yeah. it with or without. You're not reliant on the audience necessarily. Exactly. It's nice exactly. to have them there. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. I like the Christmas I like the Christmas tree in the back, by the way, and your LA Dojo shirt. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> my partner's pretty Christmas mad. She goes all out. Um, awesome. Switching gears, obviously, you just you talked about your spider walk across the ropes. You've got the symbiote DDT, you got Spider-Man tattoo across your chest, you got Iron Group. You're obviously a big Marvel fan. <laughs> I am. You're not actually the only guy here for Spider-Man tattoo. I've got that myself. Oh, look at this one. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> You can't, really, cover. Yeah, you yeah. can't really see that one on TV. I never noticed. Uh, yeah, I like I like the one on your forearm, though. Right, cheers, man. Um, so cheers, obviously, buddy. yeah. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. And I'm super excited for Spider-Man 3. Oh, uh, there we go. They're bringing, they're bringing back Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus. Emma Stone rumored to be, you know, Gwen, uh, Spider-Gwen. You got freaking Andrew Garfield, Tobey <laughs> Maguire scene on set. It's going to be huge, bro. I'm super That's really crazy, isn't it? It's going to be all, and you know, aside from the Spider-Man, all the news that Marvel just dropped, all the shows, all the trailers, like, fuck, it's been exciting, man. Excuse me for cursing, but I, I've been so excited for Marvel right now. Nah, yeah, for sure. It, it's absolutely taken over the world, isn't it? It's absurd. Um, yes. Are you big into the comics as well or is it mainly just the I, films? I, that that was what that was what got me into it um when i was younger my dad would bring me home spider-man comic books i still have some of my comics but i have one comic book um that he bought two issues of he bought uh, i don't know if you know when 9-11 happened they came out with a special limited edition spider-man one i opened it years ago and kind of fucked it up but i have found one again at a comic con like two years ago and i bought it and it's still wrapped in the case and everything like that so i still have that i got the the Iron Spider um, issue number one. I got the, the Civil War storyline. I got a few comic books still keep, you know, in good condition and things like that. I love reading them. Um, yeah, man, I, the comics is what got me into it. Then the animated TV shows in, in the 90s, Fox 5 with the, the Spider-Man. They had the X-Men, Fantastic Four and Iron Man. Watched all those. And then obviously now with the movies and stuff like that, it's so much easier to be a fan. And yeah, and now, now the streaming services coming out with the TV shows, that's that's pretty dope too. You double in anything else or like DC or any independence or you just strictly Marvel? Strictly Marvel for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I I just fell in love with it. I never I never was able to like really get into the DC characters. I, I, I'm not trying to bash them or anything like that. I just, for me, it was always Marvel. Um, and I just, I felt like the Marvel characters kind of matched their villains where I felt like DC kind of had overpowered superheroes with not enough villains to match. And, and just the characters were so much more boring to me. You know, I tried, I tried reading some Batman. I tried reading some Supermans. I just, it didn't do it for me. It wasn't the same. Um, Marvel's just char Marvel's characters were just too interesting to me. Their backstories, their love lives and their villains, rogues, galleries. I think... Even though some people say that the Marvel movies don't have good rogues, you know, villain stories and stuff like that, the comic books to me always had pretty good, you know, rogue gallery uh, stories. So, yeah, man, I, it's, it's strictly Marvel. You know, I think Spider-Man by himself has, like, probably the most brilliant yeah. lineup of villains Dude, of any comic here. Kingpin, Goblin, Hobgoblin, yeah, Venom, Carnage, Vulture, Scorpion, <laughs> Tombstone. You know, it just the list goes on and on, man, and... 
the fact that Spider-Man is an honorary Avenger, he's an honorary X-Men member, he's an honorary Fantastic Four member with the Future Foundation, like, it's just, his his rogue gallery just stretches out into the whole universe, man. It's just so awesome, man. So awesome. So if you had to pick, like, a couple of your favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe films, what would they be? My favorite, well, well, I'm going to say my favorite movie from the Marvel is Endgame, strictly because of what that film was. Strictly because, you know, everything, the culmination of 10 years put together and, and, and the perfect ending, just Cap picking up the hammer, throwing the hammer, saying Avengers Assemble finally, Spider-Man coming back, all the heroes coming back, everybody there fighting, you know, it just, that, that last 25 minutes of that film were just, you'll never see anything like it again, unless in the Spider-Man 3 movie, it's that badass with like Toby and Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone and, you know, Tom Holland and, and just, you know, Dr. Strange. It, it, this next Spider-Man film has the ability to, to have that kind of a big moment again, unless it's all just little cameos. I don't know. But I love Endgame. Um, I loved uh, Winter Soldier. was dope to me. Um, the first Iron Man movie was great. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed Far From Home. I thought the, the scenes with the Mysterios, that, that one scene where Mysterios whooping Spider-Man's ass, I thought it was beautifully done cinematically. Um, Civil War, strictly for the airport fight scene. Infinity War, those, those would probably, uh, the, my, my top five would probably be Endgame, Civil War, Winter Soldier, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, okay. and, and Iron Man. Basically all of them, though, is what you're saying. Yeah, I love them all. I watch all of them. <laughs> Dude, I, I, go, I go to every Marvel movie, the IMAX, the Thursday night, the midnight premiere IMAX. Everyone that has come out, I go see them. Did you, uh, was you having tied some tears away at the end of Endgame though, yeah? Yeah, I did, especially when Iron Man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, snapped his fingers. I, it just was just so beautifully done, dude, just everything. It started with him, it ended with him, you know, bringing all the characters to life, all of them together in that one scene I thought was phenomenal. Um, my daughter loved it. She loves watching the movies with me. That's one of our favorite things to do before the pandemic was go to the movie theaters. So I'm excited for the final, when they finally release Black Widow, I'm excited to see that one. Yeah, it's a shame that all got delayed. If you think about it, man, it's been a whole year without a single Marvel film. It's yeah, it's like the first time in like 12 years or something crazy. Yeah. Like yeah, mad. Okay, man. Uh, one final question for you. Uh, mm. The website is called Wrestle Inn, like a pub, like an inn. So imagine you've got a table at the Wrestle Inn. What meal okay. are you eating? What drink are you drinking? And what two wrestlers are you bringing along for company? I am, I am drinking a Hennessy and Red Bull. Okay, that's my drink. If I'm not drinking alcohol, I'm drinking an unsweetened iced tea with two lemons. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be eating me. I love wings. Um, that's, my, that's my cheat meal thing. So I'm going to be eating wings with some mozzarella sticks and, and some celery and carrots on the side. Um, and if I have to pick two wrestlers, I'm going to pick my two favorites of all time. I'm going to go with The Rock and Eddie Guerrero if I'm able to bring him. If I, can, if I have to bring somebody who's alive right now, it would be The Rock and Rey Mysterio. I'm going for all the greats, basically. Yeah, that would be my my table for two, for three, with my <laughs> wings, crap level of wings. The rock, the rock isn't a, the rock isn't having any wings though. Gotta get his no, he's, probably, he's probably just gonna have freaking pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing man, I appreciate it. Uh, do you want to plug yourself? I've got your stuff as oh, well. Oh yeah, man. I, I First imagine... of all, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for bringing me on the show. Sorry about the the internet issues earlier. I'm glad we were able to work it out. Um. For anybody that's looking for me, I'm not hard to find. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Danny Limelight. 
And check out my merchandise, prowrestlingtees.com backslash Danny Limelight. I also have Wrestle Buddies available for, for Christmas time. Hit me up if you're interested in getting a Danny Limelight wrestling buddy. Super throw me around, wrestle me. Um, thank you again so much. And let's do it again, brother. Yeah, for sure. Good luck against Matt Sidow and on New Japan Strong. Hope you get through your 2021 bucket list. Yes, sir. All the best, all the best for the new year, man. Thank you so much, sir. There you go.